0: Welcome back to another edition of Common Sense Uncensored on Grand Forks Best Source. This is your host, Mark Rusted, with me today. I have a guest I've not yet had out here today. It is very uh, nice of him to make room in his schedule to fit Common Sense Uncensored. His name is Todd Feeland, the city administrator of the fine city of Grand Forks. Todd. How the hell are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me. Nice studio you guys have here. Oh, I appreciate it. Thanks for coming out. Todd, you're a homeowner, right? I am. I am. You are. (laughs) Have you been putting off a remodel? Anything new around your house long enough? Let executive properties get it done. Executive property does all site types of uh, commercial residential work, kitchen, bathrooms, doors, siding, concrete, cabinets, trim, tile. You get the picture. If it can be done, executive properties can do it. They'll take the time to listen to what you want and do it correct. You're going to be dealing with a close friend of mine, Barry Romo, who I've said time and time again, Barry is not a builder. Barry is a craftsman, and he is exceptional at what he does. I have done umpteen thousand dollars worth of business with them and i'm happy to have spent every penny and that includes their snow removal it's that time of year uh it's probably still not too late to give barry a shout uh their number is 701-330-1273 Again, 701-330-1273. Give, give Barry Romo and his Executive Properties a shout to get your snow removed as well. They've been doing mine since they began doing it at the apartment buildings, and I can tell you that it is much, much easier to write a very small check for snow removal than to deal with consistent, constant headaches from tenants calling at 5 o'clock in the morning because they can't get out of their spot. So that goes for anybody not just Todd. Anybody that has anything that needs to be done around their house or snow removed, that's the company I would call. 701-330-1273. So Todd, we just had a special session um with the legislature and there's some uh ramifications for Grand Forks, basically all positive. Um I guess uh Overall, what are your thoughts? I know, did you go there with Brandon?
1: We did. Uh, uh, Mayor and I went there for the uh, specifically for the natural gas pipeline discussion.
0: And that's, that's happening. That's set in stone now, right? That's been signed?
1: It has been signed. Now it's all about the details. So uh, w- we are working with um, the uh, North Dakota um, Pipeline Authority, uh, Justin Gringstead, and we, th- we think that's going to go to the North Dakota Industrial Commission um, as early as next week, Monday, to start cutting the path of how um, that ten million dollars can be invested uh, to get that larger natural gas pipeline to Grand Forks and to serve our agribusiness business park and you know the project we've been talking a lot about that, that yeah, Fufong yeah yeah um, wet corn mill uh, specifically
0: yeah that I've I've seen what they what you guys have planned for a footprint for
1: them and um, it looks to me like it's going to dwarf Simplot it. It will, it, um, I, I don't know if I'd use dwarf, but it's going to be significantly larger. That's my, my, would be my bureaucratic language.
0: Okay. <laughs> which is fair, which is fair. I'm not going to put you in a spot to, to, you know, negatively talk about, which wouldn't even really be negative no. anyways, but Simplot's been a great member of this community for umpteen years yes. and we're happy to have him. Um, the, uh. So in the short term, now, if I have this wrong, this is a great time to correct me, but in the short term, there's going to be a little tiny gas pipeline coming across the river from from basically East Grand Forks from Minnesota to meet their needs that will uh, basically buy us the time necessary to get the pipeline all the way from western North Dakota to eastern North Dakota.
1: Am I, am I wrong in my assessment? You are correct, because it's the most pragmatic, uh, quick solution. The, the natural gas pipeline is on the Minnesota side of the river, and so if we're going to get this uh, pipeline here in the next uh, two to three years, it has to come from Minnesota. Um, so that's how likely it will come. Um, we, we think probably four to five years to get natural gas from the Bakken to, to the eastern side of the state. Um, so it's a, a lengthier time frame but I think not only uh mark not only um, f- uh, additional flow but it'll probably provide redundancy so when you have some of these large facilities not only do they want competitive gas at a you know large enough volume but they also want alternatives um, just in case there's some bad days so I think it's going to give us some more options for redundancy too. Do you anticipate that there will be any reflection um, in our
0: bills once once the, the gas is prevalent from the western part of the state? I mean, will there be any reduction of any sort, or will it just be simply uh, a way
1: to get it to the uh, industrial? I think it's going to be just allowing us to have industrial customers that need a lot of gas. I think from right now... We have enough um, that Xcel's supplying us from Viking or other lo- locations. So this is more of an industrial natural gas supply than it is to ben- benefit domestic users at this point in time. Obviously, if we get growth long-term, that's going to play into it too. But I, I wouldn't want to overplay to say suddenly our our natural gas bills are going to go down from XL Energy.
0: Sure. And there's no sense in st- staying saying that it will and have it not come to fruition because then, you know, that's just not wise in any uh situation but specifically something like uh, uh, pipeline as a city administrator you don't want to d- tread into those waters so i was just kind of cu- that was just kind of curiosity on my part
1: um and, i and i would say also your caller should know the uh, uh the public service commission regulates natural gas pricing and so um you know there's there's lots of bureaucratic hoops that XL or MDU have to go to before they, they can charge what they charge from a natural gas perspective. They have to have all their rates approved. So that's the other thing that they have to do from a state perspective.
0: Todd, whose idea was it to think outside the box and come up with the process to pull some gas from Minnesota to make this project happen? Because in my opinion, um, that person is deserving of the key to the city if they don't already have it, because without that, I don't think that you could you could even wisely say that this cornmeal plant would would be uh, happening.
1: Well, I, I think you're it's well said. You know, we've been working on this project for I don't know, it must be two years, but but by now, you know, you got you start out and you know. You're not even sure if, the, if it's a project's for real, but you fill up the applications, how we're going to serve them. And then along the way, you find out you know what they're going to need to serve them from whether it's gas or water and all the various things. And then you start looking at solutions, and um, it came down to moments of truth or moments in time of, are we going to have to really step in and try to make that happen? And I, I think what happened at the special session is that we were at the right time, place, And moment with the right with the uh, with the mayor presenting and everything came together to say, hey, let's look, let's step in and make this thing happen. And without all those things happening, uh, you might be close, but you're not going to get into the end zone. And so it took everyone working with really the mayor um, completing the deal with the uh, state legislature at that special session. Well, you, you may or may not know that I'm pretty good friends with some
0: legislators here in town, and uh, we hang out socially and, and you know do things together. And what I'm hearing from them is that uh, Grand Forks is back on the map as far as, as Bismarck is concerned. Um, he might, I'm also hearing that Mayor Bochinski might very well be, and probably is likely the preferred mayor in the entire state when it comes to the legislature, because him yourself have made uh, an impact out there by just showing up, by, by pleading your case, by doing so professionally. And, um, uh, I think the citizens of Grand Forks are very lucky to have, um, uh, Mayor Bochinski and yourself hammering out, you know, these type of these type of uh, uh issues i guess we'll call it for the city itself because um i'm not going to say and, and i'm not going to put you in a spot but i'm not going to say it it wasn't happening prior under the old administration but it sure as hell is happening under this one you know and so you're, you're gaining pop let's just say grand forks is gaining popularity among the state and that was something that needed to happen because we were starting to get a reputation. Uh, and I mean, whether we like it or not, um, I do, I'm not going to even ask you. Uh, but the western part of the state is extremely conservative, um, even Bismarck. But if you go further west than that, I just came back from there. Um, you you would have to have an automatic weapon and be shooting in circles for days in order to hit a Democrat. I mean, they are, you know, you talk Williston, Dickinson, these are very, very, very conservative folks. And I think they really appreciate that we've sent some uh, conservative-minded leadership to uh, to Bismarck, even though they're not rep- elected uh, to serve in Bismarck, but they've been showing up and pleading our case. And this is... This is a great example of exactly what can happen under uh, great leadership, and you deserve props for that, and so does uh, Brandon Boczynski, the mayor of Grand Forks, because I don't think that there's a very good chance, and this is me talking, not Todd, I don't think there's a very good chance that we would be talking about this natural gas pipeline from the east to the west to serve that cornmeal plant and others likely. If it wasn't for the current administration,
1: well, that's that's very kind, and, and I think there is a lot of truth in that. And I always I've been in a lot of rooms, and there's nothing that substitutes for um, elected leader leadership speaking with other elected leaders leaders and demonstrating uh, confidence and competence in what you're doing, and that goes a long ways. And I think that that was some game changing um, um, moves that we had. Well, we got a big
0: chunk of that money that they were doling out, is is what you're basically saying. Yes, I mean, but,
1: but it takes people, like you said, showing up, um, being of the right mindset, and really wanting to um, work with individuals and, and being there. And, and so that that goes such a long ways. And, and to have our elected leader in, in Mayor Bochensky, uh for the people of Grand Forks there, and uh, holding himself accountable on behalf of the community is huge, and um, it's hard to describe how much that means when you go to Bismarck.
0: Well, it's been described to me from, from, like I mentioned earlier, from other legislators, and I I think I'll just go ahead and paraphrase what you said is, Bachinski's kind of a badass when it comes to getting shit done. He gets it done. Um, And whether that was happening before or not is irrelevant. It's happening now, and so and as a result, we're going to get a business that I believe on and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but they're going their average salary is going to be north of 600 or $60,000 a year. They're going to uh, employ 200 and a piece of, of folks. And so that ranges from the, you know, the guy, the uh, engineers, to the guys that sweep the floor. And so you're going to have a, a vast array of people that, that are going to probably likely come to this community and, and and put up roots here to work for a a credible company like that um contrary to what a lot of the rumor mill is this is not a communist china china company this is a privately held company they just happen to be from china slash hong kong you can go buy shares in this company so i this is just it's a it's an overall great deal for ground forks
1: uh, I would, it's fair to say it's game-changing, and it really builds upon, we, we, we were speaking earlier about all the great agribusiness companies we have in Grand Forks, to include JR Simplot and Philadelphia Macaroni, it really builds on that success. And let's have everyone currently that's in Grand Forks in that sector expand, and let's bring new, and I think this one will, um, will do that, that, hey, Grand Forks is on the map. Yeah, in this area. And I think more and more industries that are, are going to come here because um, they're coming here.
0: Well, we, we, we'd we be remiss if we forgot about the ripple effect as well. I mean, you, you talk about companies like, is it Henningsen Cold Storage? Um, different companies that provide basically every electrical and plumbing outlet in town is going to get, you know, gads of business off of the addition of a plant of this magnitude. Um then you've got also their spouses, their kids. Their spouses are going to want to work in here. I mean, you know, so you, we might be able to fill some roles that, well, let's just say all true or and hopefully, you know, from a very uh, – selfish standpoint i kind of hope that basically every one of them's got several children between the ages of like 17 and 21 so we can fill up their uh, yeah. uh the restaurants and the and the bars that are now unlimited hours i mean there's many that don't open mondays and sundays and, and they close earlier than they used to and i'm a social butterfly todd i don't know if you knew that but I like to get out and about and see people and and shake hands and give hugs and cheers beers and uh, it's getting harder and harder to do that with all these businesses looking for people to work.
1: Yeah, and who would ever have thought? I never would have thought when we went into the midst of this campaign that one of the out, one of the negative outcomes were, were going to be to get people back to work um, in those industries. I don't think anyone at the front of this thing said, you know, once we get the economy up and going, we're going to have a huge issue on workforce. But it seemed to really uh, collapse that whole challenge we had before the pandemic and even made it worse. And gosh, I hope – I don't know what the solutions are, but, you know, three years from now, we got we got to turn that around um, big time and starting right now. Well, and I think it's critical that we
0: that we just come to the – and this is obviously my opinion, that we just come to the understanding that – Masked or no mask,ed vaccined or no vaccined. likely everybody that leaves their home is going to wind up catching this virus at some point, and the show must go on. I mean, this this is me, this isn't Todd, but you know we're even seeing it now. Um, there was an announcement, and I think they're going to talk about it at the school board meeting this evening that uh, by january 15th or 17th or something that the children will be unmasked and i've been pretty vocal about that because i personally think the superintendent of public instruction is a freaking idiot but uh or uh of Forks schools rather and i will not ask you to comment on that <laughs> but i've been i've been out i've been very vocal on that and i think it has to do because i think they're going to come back to the public for more money and they know that the more people they irritate um uh, the less likely it is that they'll get another referendum passed because the first one went down in flames for size. So, but we are starting to see whatever the, whatever the reasoning behind it is we're starting to see people just kind of go, okay, you know what? We've been playing this game too long. I mean, the airlines, you might always wear a mask for the rest of your life, but beside from, aside from that, the rest of society is kind of moving on and, I, and it ought to, uh, we need to, we need to keep things rolling. We need to move. <laughs> you know, this, we, if you're not, if you're not growing, if you're not advan- advancing, if you're not progressing, you're doing the opposite. There's no such thing as treading water as a community, in my opinion. I don't know what years would be, but I mean, do you think a community can tread water for 20 years, Todd? I don't.
1: I think, uh, as you said, if you're treading water, we know that if you're literally doing it, eventually you're going to drown. Mm-hmm. And so you have to keep moving. And, and I agree, you know, we're growing more than we have before. We we've we've probably performed during this pandemic better than most cities. And uh, we don't even want incremental growth. We want significant growth. And that's that's what you're talking about too. We need to grow and grow and become a really a center for uh, many things here in Grand Forks.
0: And I think we're I think that's the path that we're blazing. You know, I the way I see it, you you get a I don't think even I was friends with Brandon before he was elected, right? And even I didn't realize what an active role he was going to take. Because if you think about, what do you think he's making an hour, being the mayor? Of the, I mean, it's single digits. I mean, is he making 3 bucks an hour? I haven't counted, but that, it's, it's less than minimum wage. There's no doubt about that. I guarantee yes. he is for the time he puts in. And so he's doing it for a reason and it's it's not for personal wealth retention it is because he likes this town and he wants to raise his kids here and this is this again this is me i feel like i should continue to always say that because when you have a guest in here i do not want any of my remarks to come back on on Todd Feeland um because we appreciate him uh cutting some time out of his day for us on uh, common sense uncensored on grand forks best source um but you know it what he's doing is, is, is obviously creating fruit I mean we are, we're seeing the value in, and you're
1: right beside him for all of it it's got to be pretty exciting for you isn't it it is you know despite all the challenges we've been through it's exciting to want to be on a team that wants to be uh, be successful and aggressive and to have your mayor um, be that lead point um, that you know when you're part of the, the working staff, um, having your elected leader want to lead from the front that makes all of our jobs easier.
0: Yeah, it has to. Um, we'll pivot just a little bit. I was thinking about this the other day, and I thought, well, if I am if I am going to get Todd in here, I am going to ask him. Um, how are things looking with the former Holiday Inn and the? Uh, I think it's Burger. Is it Burger that got the bid to take okay. it down? Burger Enterprises knocking it down, and then they're going to build a CTE slash CIA center. <laughs> you know, both of those acronyms are, are not are not a good. Nobody likes CIA anymore, and CTE is what happens to guys like me that you know took too many headshots playing sports. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> two terrible acronyms, but hopefully something good can come of it. What, uh, what's going on with that? Anything? Yeah. Anything news?
1: Uh, number one, uh, we still have to close on the property. Uh, the, we'll call it the former Holiday and property. And so uh, our city attorney, we're working through some of the logistics of making sure there's no hazardous this, that, or the other on that property. And, and uh, as you probably know, Mark, there's a lot of, uh, as part of that demolition, there's a large portion of that is the asbestos abatement and uh, disposal. So we're working through closing and then moving forward with that um, over the winter. And I think tonight at the school board meeting, you mentioned that, um, we are going to have to get that grant, that $10 million uh, grant submittal to the state um, uh, approved tonight at the city uh, or Grand Forks School Board meeting. And I think the fundraising to match that $10 million state grant has gone very well and probably a bit better than most of us have thought. So we're hoping to report tonight at the meeting. That we've met the goal, so uh, we're that close to uh, being able to deliver that uh, ten million dollar match to that project. They're just a hair shy, right, of the ten million. I mean, is it? It's literally just a hair, right? Hair shy, and, and we hope by the end of the day we can say we're there. I wish I could say my elk hunt went that good this weekend, but <laughs> that was a, it. Wasn't a disaster.
0: My wife, my wife came with me. We had a good time but uh let's just say i wasn't a hair shy of getting an l because i didn't even see one were you on the montana side of the board yeah yeah kind I, of thing? we we do it every year uh there's a bunch of us guys you know tony hodney yes uh tony hodney myself and uh n- another buddy of mine from fargo generally go up every year and we meet with uh my my other buddy tony clark former navy seal and some other total badasses from his sector and uh we camp in the mountains and rough it for a while and, um, try to get some elk and we came back empty handed. So I thought, you know, I'd really like to give it one more shot before, before my tag runs out because the season ends, I want to say on the 28th of this month. So my wife and I drove to the night Friday, hunted all day Saturday and I saw nada. I saw lots of tracks, both elk and uh, large bear, but mm-hmm. I did not see anything besides deer. Do
1: you uh, walk it? Do you ATV it or do you horseback it? So
0: when we go up to the mountains, it's a walk because there's no trails available
1: and there's a lot of snow.
0: Um, It was kind of fun this weekend because we got to basically be in the truck for most of it um, because there wasn't snow down there. And there is tons and tons of, it's BLM land, not Black Lives Matter, but Bureau of Land Management. And there's tons of it near... um, the town that we were that we were by was uh, Glendive, and uh, so we just we just basically idled through these trails. We did a few walks, but nothing substantial. Like whereas like when we're in the mountains, sometimes it's uh, an all day event of walking. Um, to my knowledge, nobody since I've been going up there, I don't think to my knowledge anybody's had to sleep up there. But we've had some pretty late nights, <laughs> especially if somebody puts one down, they can get because uh, they're not small. And you got to put them in a backpack and <laughs> carry them out. You can only do it about one fifth of the animal at a time, especially if you're alone. If you got two, three guys, it's a little better because you pull, you know, cut it up, put it in in bags, and then uh, pull it on a sled and take turns or whatever. But you no, know, it's a it's a hassle. But this weekend was fun because we covered tons of ground and barely
1: any walking. Even my wife goes out. She was annoyed that she didn't get her steps in. <laughs> Were you then? Uh, you go camp together. That's got to be the best part. If hanging out with people you don't see for a year and and getting to meet and greet and and building uh, long lasting uh, friendships.
0: Yeah. So what we do is we put up a that. By the way, yes, you're right. That is the best part. It's it's seeing guys I haven't seen since college. In some cases, guys that I've only met through the guy I haven't seen since college, which is extremely valuable to build those friendships. It's it's amazing. Um, because you're all doing something that very few people do it's 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 incredibly taxing on your body your your anxiety everything because it's just a lot but we put up a big ass wall tent that can comfortable with and there's like a camp stove in there so you, you you know we can burn wood and keep warm and we can comfortably sleep four. but if you had to you could slam some more guys in there as long as chad troidy uh Shout out to you, you know, as long as you don't bring your king-sized cot. Because <laughs> his cot last year was so preposterous. <laughs> when he opened it up, he could have slept three guys on it. <laughs> I think he could have slept sideways on it almost. But no, it, it, it's a great time. I, I would recommend, are you a hunter, Todd?
1: I am not. I didn't, I, I uh, my dad was a bird hunter because I grew up in Mandan. So he did a lot of grouse and pheasant hunting. Not so much deer or anything like that. Yeah, it, it's it's a good
0: time. I I, I wish more people would get involved because I'm a little worried that that sport might go by the wayside um, from for political reasons and, and things like that. And there's a lot of people don't realize about the value of of hunters take thinning out the herd, so to speak. You know, I've been I I, I was on KNOX last week and I am again tomorrow, and I'll get messages to the station, you know, calling me a, a, a total piece of shit. Uh, you know, animal cruelty expert. Blah blah blah. What in reality, what they don't realize is that because of that mindset and the people that think that way, there is no uh, season on grizzly bears in Montana because they're basically they have more rights than human beings and. They absolutely destroy elk populations, but they just eat the butt. And same with the timber wolves. And there's huge swaths of timber wolves out there. Now you can finally shoot them in Montana. In a lot of states surrounding, you can't, so they're just getting out of hand. In Montana, finally, you can get a tag for those. But all they do is, is they attack an animal from behind, they eat the hindquarters, and then they just leave it there to scream until it bleeds out. Now, what's what's more ethical? What's a better way to die? When I put a double lunger through an elk, or Tony Hodney, or Tony Clark, or any of these guys put a double lunger through an elk and it drops in a second and a half and it doesn't suffer one bit, or it gets the ass eaten out of it by a pack of timber wolves it, right before it goes and does the same thing to many others in the herd. I mean, to, to me, it's an easy. To, to
1: me, it's easy, but some
0: people don't see it that way. Probably because they don't know. They don't do it. I just
1: think of all the people that grow up in uh farm and ranch country and just, uh, they learn a lot of know-how and those are the same people that represent or defend us in the military because, uh, you know, they're committed to their country. They, they have the wherewithal and they're the kind of people we want defending us and they, but they learn that stuff at an early age. Oh yeah. Good hunters are fun to watch much like it's fun. Like I'm sure your dad really enjoyed watching
0: a really good dog work. I mean, it is cool to see a good bird dog do its job, do what it was bred to do. I mean, you'll never find a dog happier than when it's, when it's running back and forth and, and pushing up pheasants, and it'll run until it's bloody in the stomach and it doesn't care it is having the time of its life. That, that, that is the same way I feel about you know really good hunters and, and guys, guys like Tony. Hodney's a great hunter, Tony Clark, great hunter, both of them way superior to me. I just enjoy it a lot. Those guys are better than me. I'm, I have no problem admitting it, but it's, it's fun to watch somebody put a really good shot on an animal from a long ways away and watch it just go done, you know, no suffering, no chasing, no nothing. And then it's just good to eat. <laughs> so there's some nuance there, Todd. We got a little bit um, sidetracked, but that's actually okay. Cause then I'll do a read. Todd, you're also a homeowner because we just talked about that in the beginning. Does your house suffer from slow drains, worse, clogged toilets, or even worse, sewer backup? It's time to call your local drain cleaning specialist in Grand Forks. It's time to call Drain Savers today. You're going to be talking to Jordan. You're going to get his cell phone, and Jordan with Drain Savers can handle anything from slimy stinks sinks, root-infested sewers, and you can actually get a better look with their video inspection services just in case you really want to look at what's inside your pipes slow drains clogged toilets sewer backup will all be a thing of the past with a simple phone call to jordan and i recommend you put this in your phone i say it every week 701-765-3227 that is jordan with drain savers at 701-765-3227 give jordan a shout when the worst happens, and trust me, it is bad. So put his name in your phone and I repeat, 7017653227. Save it in your phone because you're not going to want to be Googling when your bathtub is gurgling and filling <laughs> because it's not your stuff, it's your neighbors. <laughs> so it makes it even worse, right? Todd, wouldn't that be awful? Oh. Especially if it gets over the edge.
1: And God bless people that are willing to do that day to day. What you just described, we need those people in our workforce.
0: Jordan's a rock star. When you call him, you get his cell. You don't get some answering service out of New Jersey. You get Jordan, and he'll get there right away. And he knows what he's doing. And he's got the big, long snake that none of us know how to operate. I've been dealing with properties for 20 years. I couldn't operate one if you put a gun to my head. But he knows how. So I just call him, and it makes it very easy. Especially if I get the phone call and I'm on like the boat, or you know, hunting or fishing, or whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm playing with my kids at some you know t-ball game or something. All I got to do is immediately go. Okay, I'll have somebody over there. You're going to be home? Yes, I am. All right, I'll send Jordan. <laughs> I call Jordan, and Jordan shows up. So. No, that's, uh, that's the kind of guy he is and the kind of business he runs, uh, quality business, Drain Savers of Grand Forks. Uh, I was going to ask you too, and I'd be
1: remiss if I forgot this one. When do you suppose the hospital is going to be finished? Do you got any idea on that? I think right now they're, we're projecting, or they were projecting 2024 um, to be complete. So that's coming sooner rather than it seems like they're mobilizing over there. I've been doing out. They got some cranes and they got some other things going on there. But I, I you know, I think it's going to take two full construction years to really wrap up that construction. And I think it's good that they. I think they went back to the original plan, which was the full build out. Of that particular hospital, probably some space that will be filled in uh, over time, but at least they're building, a, uh, I don't know, I, it seemed to me like a seven-floor building. And after you put all that money into a foundation, you want to build as high as you can uh, for for the hospital.
0: Yeah, they were, I mean, before they stopped construction of it, they were hammering footings for what seemed like an eternity because my office isn't far from there. So all I could hear was thong 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 constantly. And they were all in, and all of a sudden it was shut down due to i'm sure finances or whatever but
1: they really hit it at the right time you know they just sold the bonds and i think um they got some great interest rates and lots of interest uh in that investment so i think they they really hit the market at the right time to move that um the whole project uh, forward and i think that's great you know we talked about the fufon group moving forward with their wet corn mill at the same time we, we're going to be building this i don't know well, probably around a $350 million hospital, so there's going to be a lot of construction opportunities for people in our community.
0: Well, and Sanford is slowly getting their fingers in the Grand Forks market. A uh, little more here, a little more there. Altru uh, better be looking over their shoulder. I think Sanford's, they're uh, sneakily kind of sliding some stuff in around here. Hell, there's a one that I live uh, kind of over by Brandon. Uh, there's a clinic well, basically my backyard, but that's privately owned. And then there's a Sanford over on Forty Seventh, not too far from uh, was it Stones Mobile? Um, actually, th- didn't one of them sue the other
1: over n- the name? Uh, the idea with the Grand Forks Clinic name, yes. Yeah, uh, the privately held uh, with Doctor Robbety. E. Uh, calls his the Grand Forks Clinic, and I think Sanford calls their clinic the Grand Forks Clinic because obviously it's here. So it seemed like that got resolved. That did us, it get resolved? Sanford can call it the the Grand Forks Clinic if I if I recall the headlines that I read. I wonder if they had to write a check for that, right, or if they,
0: if it just uh, wound up with a handshake and a cold beer.
1: No, I think as the mayor and I talked, the the best thing part of it is that there's more and more business development interest, more and more um, even in the healthcare. Uh, more and more options coming to our community with, with brand new facilities. And and that says a lot about the community region too that uh, we talked about to start this, Mark. My son had a had a big patch of dry skin right above like
0: his the, the ankle bone or whatever, like in his sock line. And uh, I got an appointment for him at the new Grand Forks Clinic, the privately owned one uh, behind our house. So we literally walked over there and uh, man, that's a nice facility. I mean, you talk about,
1: put together well they, they put some thought into building that they did well you know um uh, it's their heart and souls in that building and um uh, you know when he had the ribbon cutting uh, he, the whole team was so ecstatic that they had made it and and all the different services that they're providing and um i was amazed how many employees that they employ at that ribbon cutting and uh, you can see they're all dedicated is to it quite mission. a few it's quite a few you know when we we're all for that ribbon cutting Cutting there must have been fifty employees out by that rib, ribbon and 50, five, zero? Five, 0 employees out there yeah and so from technicians to nurses to uh, um, to physicians to X ray techs to all the other things it, it's it's quite an operation that they're running and you know being privately held in the in the healthcare business that's saying a lot because that takes a lot because uh, oh, yeah. of the overhead expenses on that business are incredible you know when you walk through there and you see all these um, you know German uh, medical uh, instruments that are, are there to take, you know, CAT scans and all that. Sort of, I think there are a lot of Siemens kind of pro- – all you know is that there's a lot of investment that needs to be made uh, to really dive in deep. And, and think of what the commitment that is in our community that, number one, they want to provide the service and they, and they'll have customer demand. That's quite incredible. And they want to do it here. And they want to do it
0: here. That's And they're not 70 miles to south. That's critical because we've lost too much to them. And I think, I think Fargo is realizing that, you know, they might be the, the Russian, but Rocky's not done fighting yet. You know, we're, we're, our economic sector is not done fighting yet. Um, you could call, we'll call Brandon Rocky for the rest of the show today. You know, he's against the ropes, he's he's, he's bruised up and, and bleeding, but he ain't done fighting.
1: <laughs> well, you know, speaking of that, you know, I'll, I'll give you a story about a keep fighting is, as you recall, remember the Alara Center? And we had some issues uh, with uh, the previous, um, you know, the city was trying to run it. We had employees. And you know what? We almost got into the mindset of that'll become more like a civic center and it'll be the home to UND football. Um, But then we decided let's go a different direction. Let's do an RFP. Let's try to find a third-party organization that works nationwide and that can bring events here. And and that's how Spectra was hired back in 2016. And when you look at the events that are are going yeah. into the Alara Center. But we almost got, Mark, lulled into that thing as that's as good as it can be here in Grand Forks. I'm glad we didn't settle for that. Thank goodness. And I, I, So I cite that as an example, too, to what you're talking about. Look at what's going on there now. And Had we just accepted what it is, we wouldn't even be getting in the events that we're now with, with Spectre driving them. Because people get lulled into that sense, well, we're not good enough, or we, we can't compete. And then suddenly you give up the whole playing field. And, and let's let's... I agree with you. That's a success story. And with the mayor that's um, energetic, um, smart, uh, wants to drive to victory, let's, let's ride this wave as long as we can. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, what do we have, Todd? We had two out of three weekends this fall with, like, was it 20,000-plus people in that alert center enjoying, enjoying country music? That is unbelievable Com- compared to what we're used to. We got another one coming, another big one coming.
1: Yes. You know, we, uh, we replaced the turf. So we had this roll-up turf, and so when it, we rolled it up, it, it would take days to roll it up because everyone wanted to make sure they could roll it up. Then we went to a permanent turf. You know, the reason why we went to a permanent turf that we could do events back-to-back. We could do a concert on Friday, Saturday. We could do football, and that's paid off for itself. But, again, before we made that critical decision, people say, well, you know, can we really do a Friday-Saturday event? And again, people believed in themselves that, yes, we can do Friday-Saturday events, and hence we get the Luke Combs-Eric Church with two UND football games, and it's already paid off in the first year.
0: Well, Scotty Meyer and I went
1: to the football game the day after the Eric Church concert, and props to the
0: staff out there. You never would have even known that there was a concert there the night before, especially one of that magnitude. It was all football in there. You know, it's not like, the, and we weren't st- stepping on stickiness that was ripping your shoes off. It was handled, in my opinion, from my anecdotal experience, perfectly. Yep. And there was some complaints about trash in the parking lot. Well, there was like seventy mile an hour winds that day. It was blowing full beers out of your hands. Not not to mention a heaping garbage can. So that, to me, is a is a nonsense complaint uh it was it was a it was a great football game um and you wouldn't like i said you never would have known never yeah. would have known that there was a monster concert for that
1: building's capacity the night before and, you know that's dedication because they and the hard work not only with the um the Alaris staff and spectra and city and everyone else it's it's just it's humbling to see all the commitment to the community want to have success and make sure we could deliver all those weekends. And I'm glad you, you saw it that um, the people that work behind the scenes delivered uh, the next day. Damn straight. They did damn straight.
0: They did. Um, So we, we covered Sanford. Oh, I'm looking at my notes here. Oh, here's what I wanted to talk to you about. This doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And so I wanted to see what your thoughts were. The city passed along their uh, ability or power to do polling locations off on the county, for financial reasons is what I understand is, is that a done deal and what, what do you, what do you see coming forward? Sure.
1: Generally the County runs most elections. So if it's a June election or November election, even though there might be city city uh, positions that are up, um, generally the County operates. And so really what the County asks is, can we consolidate and we'll run everything? Uh, We'll pay for everything so that we don't have a joint agreement where we pay, you know, 50 50 or whatever it is. So, I think it was a good move. The uh, it was supported by the city council to try it for one year. The other thing the county would really like to do: let's try to send. They want to centralize at the Alara Center. It it was successful during the pandemic. We proved that it could. We could make it happen. And so, the uh, for the one year they've agreed, the county will run it, won't charge the city anything, and they would like to push for one location for voting at the at the Alara Center.
0: Is there anything in writing? that states there must be at least one that we don't go to full full mail-in because I, I, I know that that's been brought up to me a few times by a couple people that are in my my corner a little bit I don't know if you even knew this or not but I am running for county commission and uh, people seem to feel that uh, if it went all mail-in it would be much more likely that there's no change of hands of any of those positions um, there's a, there's a, there's a few others that are running for county commission as well. And, um, so
1: is there anything that states there must at least be a polling location? That's a good question, Mark. I don't know if it requires one or if you can do all mail in. That's a, that's a very good question. Um, but I think with the one location, there's so much pre-voting now too, whether it's mail in and then we're doing like the week before, uh, the election too, you can, you can vote early at the and There's so many opportunities at, even at the one location. Um, but there's some reticence among, reticence among some people. Uh, but they, at least they were willing to try it. And so I really appreciate when, when uh, political bodies are willing to try something for a year and then readdress it.
0: Yeah. And I'm not even, I'm not even necessarily against it. I just, I, I, I ask because that particular government body has been, um, they've, they've sort of treated COVID like uh, the the black death where they've been the most reluctant, besides maybe the school board, um, to really allow for people to just live their lives, and you know, go things like the county building. I don't even know if it's fully open yet. I don't even bother trying anymore. Um, even even though I access to that building is critical for my career, I've found end arounds. To, I've, I've found other resources that I can use. Instead of the fifth floor of the county building, but, uh, or fourth floor, but um, I, I don't know. I, I understand people's concern because I kind of share it because I feel like if there's three extra COVID cases, they could just drop the hammer and say, nope, all mail-in and at at the drop of a hat. And if they're in full control, there's nothing the city could really do about it. You know, even if the city was in disagreement and I'm guessing under this administration, they would not be in agreement with that. Um, so I, that, that's the concerns. And I, I, I don't know how valid there, but there's some level
1: of validity to them. Would you, would you agree with that at least? I think there's concerns, yeah. Of, uh, but I and that's why I go back to the one year. Let's try it for a year and, and see how it works. Um, it seems like people are pretty pleased going to the Alara Center um, during the pandemic, that it worked better than people thought.
0: I have absolutely no problem with one location. I just think there should be a location. You know, instead of everyone's ballots getting mailed to them, and I, I, there's just too much room there for uh, impropriety and and things that people don't want to see to see associated with their elections. Because you know, especially in the Midwest, but even more so, especially in North Dakota, man, people elections are sacred. You know, people see that as this is my chance. You know, and uh, so I don't. People just don't want. And I'm, I and I consider myself one of them. They don't want um, anything in a skullduggery, we'll call
1: it. <laughs> okay. yeah. Well, I'm still, Mark, I'm still amazed how many people show up on election day to vote still. You know, even after you see how many people that uh, vote via mail, absentee, and then even pre the date. And when you go out to the lair center or wherever and people are lined up, um, it's a good sign, hopefully, that we keep engaged and, you know, things like this podcast, and even you, Mark Rusted, whether whether you like Mark Rusted or not, you, you certainly engage people and you get people to the polls, and that's really important in our democracy or in our republic, I should say.
0: Oh, I get them to the polls, but usually they're not there to fill in my circle. <laughs> we'll see what happens in the county. I've actually only done it once, and my, my uh, ward was not going to be uh, easy. My only chance of victory was if I didn't have an opponent <laughs> Yep. So, but we gave it a whirl. We took a swing.
1: Yep. Well, you know that's all part of it, and that's a big respect because um, you you went out there and you stuck your neck out, and uh, you know what? That's, that's probably the last thing you need to do. But you put your money where your mouth is, and if I'm complaining and criticizing, maybe I had to step up and try to serve too.
0: Yeah. No. And I and I'll admit too, I I I do complain. I for some reason, Grand Forks best source and KNOX keep wanting me to flap my jaw in front of these microphones I'll never understand exactly why uh it still doesn't make sense to me and people listen to this thing too Todd I, I, I get stopped in like the stores and stuff so they actually watch it as well because they know what my ugly mug looks like but now that I got my elk hunting beard which my wife is making me take care of today uh I don't get out stopped as often <laughs> I think i think it's probably because they think i look like an insane person because
1: when I look in the mirror I see an insane person in fact so well you're you're demonstrating you're not insane mark by being on this podcast well
0: we're, Todd you can you can hide a lot but by, by just by just putting on a facade
1: you know it's interesting with these podcasts is uh, that you people can listen to them when they're ready right you guys prepare them, put them out on the market, and then people listen. Whereas, you know, even think about television. Like hardly anyone watches television, maybe live sports, live, Mm -hmm. but how few things people are actually watching in real time anymore.
0: It's interesting that you point that out because I cannot remember the last time I watched a live television show, Mm -hmm. except for I watched the Vikings game the wild or whatever, but you watch that live. Otherwise, it's going to get spoiled for you on Facebook or Twitter, but... Other than that, but that's a really good point I that never even occurred to me before. But yeah, no, these, I mean, if we get um, 25 live listeners, that's probably doing pretty well. But then, you know, by the time you go to bed at night, you're in four digits. So it's, I mean, people do do enjoy the local uh, twist to these podcasts. Um I get mixed feedback because I can be a little crass at times. And so some of it's super positive. They're saying this is exactly what we need. Somebody that'll say it exactly how it is. And other people like my mom and dad, for instance, will say, Hey, have you lost your mind? You don't go on the podcast and say the F word or whatever, you know, but I'm like, Hey, you still listened. Otherwise you wouldn't know that. Right. <laughs> so, Who's laughing now, right? Uh, but no, I, and, and if I had a different job, a different, I wouldn't be able to do this. Like I'm kind of in a um, lucky position where at the end of the day, it's not like I'm running a hardware store where people can go to a different one across town if they don't like what I have to say. I'm not running grocery stores where you can go to Aldi's if you can't stand Hugo, whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm in housing. If you like the location of it, you're going to rent from me whether you hate me or you don't. And I've run into that because I've had people, some of my biggest critics on social media and on um, like like emails and text messages to the radio station and even to some degree on here, literally rent from me. Can't stand me. Pay me every month. <laughs> so hey. <laughs> It, it, so, but, but I'm not a boycottable business is my point. Cause I've got, I, I provide you a place to live. You got to live someplace. There's only so many places to live, right? I'm affordable. And, and, and if you like my locations downtown, you might want to operate a business out of there. You're not going to care what I say on here, but a lot of people are, are scared because their jobs on the line or their businesses on the line. And I wish it wasn't that way. Cancel culture, Todd. It's, it's a bitch.
1: You know, isn't that sad when uh, people can't discriminate that uh, you're a business owner uh, and you provide a good product. Uh, when, or when you call and have a problem with your rental unit, you, you show up, right? Or take care people of it. Show, yep. you take care of it. And people respect that and want to do business with you. But they may say, but I don't really agree with Mark Rust's politics. And mm-hmm. that's okay. That's how our society used to be. Mm -hmm. And this whole, you know, dividing ourselves is not good for any of us long-term. And it's probably my biggest fear that I have in in our own uh, country here that you can't, uh, I can do business with Mark Rustad, but you know what? We don't have to agree on everything, but we don't have to despise one another and all the um, crazy things that are going on in our country. People have more in common with people that disagree with them politically than they realize.
0: Whitney Berry is a great example, good friend of mine. Right, You know Whitney, right? Yep. Does Whitney strike you as
1: somebody that would fit right into my friendship circle? You are probably on the both ends of the continuum. Yeah. On, on the opposite ends of the continuum, politically, I would suspect.
0: Yeah. She's a She's a left-leaning liberal that is a
1: musician.
0: I'm a gun enthusiast, right-leaning conservative. She is such a dear friend, I would step into traffic for her at any moment or her children, or her husband, Justin, they are fantastic people. It, politics doesn't have to be everything. You see it get in in uh, intertwined into people's, like, you, I bet you in this town, there will be people that won't speak to one another for six months after an argument they have at the Thanksgiving table, and that is not the way it ought to be. If you figure out what you have in common, those are the things you ought to talk about and that you ought to stress. Because you've you've got a lot more in common
1: with people than you have separate. And and I'll always think that. that, And uh, you just hit it, and we're entering the Thanksgiving holiday. And I'm you know when they do these news stories about how people argue and then don't talk to each other? And it's always fascinating that that must actually happen in certain families. But, you know, it used to be our strength of like any team or organization or country is that not all of us are the same and that we, we all have strengths and weaknesses, and we all work together to uh, be as open-minded, as liberal-minded as possible, right? Mm-hmm. Lowercase l, and because maybe some things I don't think of, some other people think about. And that's, that's what we all do on a, we should do on our day-to-day business or our, where we work about let's form a team with different perspectives so we can have the strongest team. But it seems like with politics, we can't do that. We're not doing that as well as we used to as a country.
0: Yeah. It's definitely become sort of a, well, I guess the, the catchphrase is polarized and I suppose that's fine for, for these purposes A polarized on one side or the other or tribal, maybe tribal might be better where you're just, you're on your team and anybody outside of your team is, is just awful. But, but here's the thing as a guy that's played on a lot of fucking teams, I had a lot of friends that I was playing against, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm playing against Whitney in politics. We don't vote for the same shit ever. Never have. I guarantee we've probably never voted for anything similar except for the referendum uh, for the school board this last time around when they wanted like a little under a hundred million or whatever it was. That's probably the only vote that her and I will ever have in common, but still a close friend. And it it, it needs to be said. I mean, I right now have a, a a sister-in-law that in, that probably doesn't – it's getting better, I guess. I mean, I won't get into it. But it, it politics need to just stay out of the – off the dinner table and stuff like that um, because we're way better off if we're all working together a little bit. I mean, we're all making sausage, right? You might have a recipe, like I have a recipe,
1: I might like. But at the end of the day, we're sharing the fucking sausage, Todd, right? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you know I like that I mean I was at the meeting the mayor and I were at the meeting with you and and the berries and others and and with that the big vote um, you know that was a classic of bringing two sides together and and mark you thought it was too far too fast too much right yeah oh, whereas yeah. the other side thought we want to maintain our our local neighborhood schools and um, that led to an outcome and hopefully we can leverage that negative outcome is a positive for the community that we have brought people together, say, what is the right solution? And I remember you saying, I, you know, I won't, I'm not sure if I'm going to vote for the 10 mil, uh, for the school district. However, I'm not going to fight against it, but if you do this, I'm going to, I'm going to go all for it. And you were, you, you held yourself to your word Mm -hmm. on doing that, but now we should really unite both sides now as part of that next, you talked about the next thing that we have to do and really bring everyone's perspectives in there and let's be successful. Um, and maybe that's our next test here.
0: That might be what that school district referendum vote might be the best example of like bipartisanship in the last decade since everything became so, you know, one side or the other, so tribal, so whatever it, 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 that, yeah, because, and for me, I'm not even upset that that the if the vote would have went the other way cuz I got some lifelong friends out of the deal. I'm I'm extremely happy with the outcome. I never would have met Whitney without that. Never would have met Justin. Never would have met their kids. Met some other people as well. Not as close, you know, friends as as what they've become, but certainly great acquaintances and awesome people to meet.
1: I bet they've made you better too, Mark. Absolutely.
0: No, I'm, I, hey, I'm, I'm the problem. (laughs) It's not Whitney, it's me. I, I know I can be abrasive. Um, I'm not, I'm not a perfect person. That is 100%, uh, could not be more accurate. But if Todd, if you're thinking, man, this podcast went well today, I feel like throwing a party, a party in Mark's honor, who I would recommend calling is Outsider Entertainment. That's your one-stop shop company for any upcoming events. Equipment range from dynamic room lighting, sound systems, DJs, audio-visual equipment, photo booths, and more. Just imagine, Todd, you and I in a photo booth, arms around each other with beers in the air. Ugh, it doesn't get any better than that. Events include weddings, corporate events, school dances, private parties. For more information, check out OutsiderEntertainment.net. Their email address is info at OutsiderEntertainment.net. Or you can just call them, which is what I would do. Old school. 701-757-4300. And for you brides out there, they will take a huge weight off your back and help you plan and coordinate your wedding reception. Man, how nice would that be as a as a uh, about-to-be-married bride that you don't even got to deal with the
1: wedding reception? Todd, can, does it get any better or not? Well, I think for the groom, it doesn't get any better, but I hate to say, I'm not going to say that to any bride. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: well, it's it's one last thing that the, the lovely bride does not have to do. If she so chooses, Mark. If she chose, so chooses, correct. Boy, we covered a lot of ground today here, Todd. A uh, lot of nonsense, but some, some good information here. I really, really appreciate you coming out, cutting a little time out of your day. I hope that uh, I could give you a shout and you might do it again sometime as, as things develop within the city, because, well, quite frankly, because of uh, Mayor Bochensky and yourself, there's a whole fucking lot of shit happening in the city mm-hmm. <laughs> that people are going to be interested in and uh, they want to hear about it. And what better way to hear about it is with a F word slinging host of common sense uncensored with uh, my buddy Todd feeling in here today. And uh, again, we thank Todd for his time and With that, folks, that is your episode for the week of Common Sense Uncensored.
1: Thank you, Mark. That was fun. Thanks for coming on, man.